It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the Bernabeu! Looks like Shaman! Giroud plays it in the middle! Ahead again! And Ramsey arriving! And Arsenal are back in front! Scores in the FA Cup final again! Just as he did! Hello and welcome back to uh, a very belated... Arsenal Edison podcast. And I must apologize because I know a couple of you have been asking where the podcast has been, um, particularly in amongst some really bad results, you know. So we lost heavily to Man City and, and then I scurried away um, to where I was. I was I was in Spain and then I was in Portugal. I had two holidays, which was lovely. I did plan to do a podcast, but I'll be honest, I was on the train on the way to um, onto the Southland Airport. Yes, there's an airport there um, to get to Spain. And I was just following on Twitter with my girlfriend, with the, um, the Arsenal Man City game so I couldn't actually watch it myself and uh, I I lost a lot of interest in not just football but in life I think my girlfriend got a very moody Toby um, on the way to the airport but fortunately I got to sunny Spain and then the wi-fi wasn't so great the beers were flowing and a couple of one thing leads to another and the podcast didn't happen I can only apologize I know you all miss me um, but quite frankly, you probably all had enough of Arsenal at that point as well. So, um, but don't worry, we're back. I've got a tan, um, which I'm sure you'll be very pleased to know. And uh, I'm currently going through what I would call a danger purchase for North London Derby tickets. Um, I found someone on Twitter. I'm 80% sure it's real. I'm quite convinced it will be. But you may get a small celebration if I get an email through when the t- tickets have trans- successfully transferred. Um, so... But uh, yeah, so in amongst that, I'm very much looking forward to uh, doing a podcast with um, Steve from In The Clock End podcast for the first time. So welcome along, Steve. How are you doing? Hello, mate. It's good to be here. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. It's uh, it's it's great to have you on. Um, we both started a podcast at around the same time. So are we are we rivals or are we like friends? I don't know. I can't tell. I mean, I, don't know. I think you've got a, an, an unfair advantage with your enormous <laughs> Instagram following. So, you know, we'll just go, we'll, we'll say friends. Say friends. Okay. Yeah. Until, until you say anything bad about me, I want, I want good press only, please, mate. It, it depends what you think about Mikel Arteta. That'll be the sort of defining moment. <laughs> oh God. I tell you <laughs> I'm what, if, we, if we start that right now, I mean, I think we'll probably do about five podcasts in one because there's a lot <laughs> to break down. Oh dear. And, um, I mean, look, we've just had, uh, the, um, uh, Burnley game, which which was pretty good, it was pretty good. So um, I mean, it, all in all, I was pretty happy about it. Um, have you have you done your podcast about that yet? Have you, have you done your follow up one? Literally about two hours ago. No, um, oh, you're you're all prepared. You've got all. So your... Why you say that? But like, it was like a four hour train ride up to Burnley, and um, we got a bit merry. Good. And I can't remember much of the game. <laughs> <laughs> not that there was much to talk about apart from the free kick and the penalty and yeah. a lot of Burnley fans throwing the first there wasn't a great deal um but you know what you know three points you know an Arsenal win you know it's what it's all about if you can't enjoy an Arsenal win then what is what else is there absolutely I mean I was going to ask how it was because you know what I there I haven't been to a game this season yet I'm going to AFC Wimbledon um oh. because they were you know tenor a ticket great and I'm uh, hopefully going to North London Derby um, but one of the things I've, I've noticed is that there is a Twitter Arsenal fan, which is a lot of people, including ourselves in a sense, but there's a huge, huge population of people that quite frankly have, uh, some very bad opinions. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it's kind of like a, the Twitter circus that we all know and love. Um, but then I think people, when they go to the stadium, it seems to have this like amazing support for the team. Um, and I've heard that the away fans in particular this season have been pretty pretty unbelievable. So um, how, how did you find the stadium and the fans? You know, it, it was a really good crack. Um, yeah, and, and the fans were fantastic. I was at, I mean, I was at Chelsea at home for the second game um, and for the first 10 minutes, really good. Norwich, it was really good. And that was at the Emirates, even like in the concourse. Um, and then, yeah, and we went to West Brom and, uh, Burnley and it's been really good this season it's actually been really positive um, at the start of the season I, I felt a little bit pessimistic and I, I, I didn't I felt like 
if results didn't click into gear quite early on, there'd be a sort of a bit of a backlash and what we had under you know Emery where it became quite toxic. But it's actually sort of gone completely the opposite way. And there's a real mm. sense of like the fans really getting behind the team. And it's really nice to see like on, on specials like Saturday, it was a great atmosphere, really, really good. Um and like I said, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't the most memorable games, but listen, you know, we all have the Arsenal, we won the game and you know what else you, what else do you need? Um, other than three yeah. points on Saturday, uh, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's and it is interesting. Like I think the other thing as well is is firstly when you're sitting watching at home, and this is when I started doing the podcast really because it was during COVID and you could only watch it from home. You you kind of go into more of a tactical detail than you would if you're going to a game, or even if there's fans there. Sometimes I think there's a lot more that you can take from it, and it becomes less about the the kind of euphoric occasion and maybe more about sort of what football is being played. And I think really when the fans are there, it kind of has this really good balance between those two, but you can really get caught up in the euphoria, particularly when you go into the game. So how have you found your, I guess, analysis slash enjoyment of it slash podcasting from going to the game versus at COVID? Have you found it more difficult to come to conclusions or do you maybe even care less about the tactics or what was your experience of the game? I love that. Um, (laughs) The thing is, I've never been a massive tactician. Like the guys who I run the podcast with, they're very like that. Whereas I sort of just more low key, like, well, this is, you know, I say what I see sort of thing. Um, But you are right. Like when you are at the game, especially in like lower tiers of the Emirates, once, once the ball goes to the other end of the field, you, all you can just see is sort of the ball pinging around and dots. You can't really see a great deal. Um, and yeah, I think when I go to like away games, you do get sort of lost in that. You know, you're singing, you're, you're drinking. You're, bo- you're <laughs> boozing. You're boozing. Yeah, you're, bo- yeah. you're boozing. And um, you just sort of get sucked into the day. And obviously, obviously you want to win. But yeah, like people always talk about performances and I'll go, oh, did they? Oh, I didn't, didn't see that. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible, honestly. <laughs> like I, I was I was, in a, I was in a bit of a mess on Saturday. I was chatting to the Amazon TV cameras before the game. <laughs> really? oh, what were yes. you saying? I can't no. remember. <laughs> there was these lads chatting to the cameras and um, it was just quite, it was just quite like low key, like really serious. And I just bombarded over like, hey. That and they brilliant. started filming me and i was like oh dear oh me. my god so you're so, going to be the face of uh the um what can only be the turnaround of the season i hope not because you know, i'll just be a meme on the internet i, don't, oh. I like to keep a low profile <laughs> <laughs> but um no it's, it's a really good question actually i think when you are at the game unless you are like i think if you're in the opposite of the emirates where you've got a really good view you, like it's mm. so like we were talking about the uh, ticket prices top before the game they yeah. are astronomical but the view is fantastic and when you're up there and it's like i was talking to my friend about um ramsdale against norwich mm-hmm. in terms of like his just kind of how vocal he was in with the defense and his sort of right. engagement and, and he said he didn't he didn't pick that up on the tv but in the ground like like when norwich was shooting towards the clock and you could just see you could see that and just and so you do sort of pick up on those bits as well like kind of watching our set for 90 minutes just does not sit down it doesn't mm. sit, it doesn't doesn't shut up for 90 minutes yeah. and it's like you're like mate just chill out <laughs> we, used to <laughs> mind, we used to mind about wenger like not like not standing up enough whereas he's just like the polar opposite he's like he's he's never in a technical area he's like he's, 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 he loves it doesn't he lives for yeah it. He's, he's he's it's one of those things that i think i really loved about him at the beginning and then slowly i just like are you are you like over coaching these guys? Are you like, what do they call it when you're being man managed too much? Um, you know, whatever that phrase is. But yeah, they, no, I know what you mean. Um, you're completely right. I micromanager, think, micromanaging. Yeah, that's what I, th- I think he misses those water breaks because that was like the time yeah. in the game where if things weren't going well, we tended to come back quite well if there's water breaks. But since then, it's sort of like you'll just keep shouting yeah. <laughs> for nine minutes at the team and hope that. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, I, actually, I don't want to go on a whole Nicola test. So, like, we'll just we'll stay clear of that. <laughs> you crack on, mate. You crack no, on. No, I don't. I don't want to do it. We, after we spent, I spent most of my life. Okay, <laughs> <So> we won't <laughs> whinging about Nicola test. Oh yeah, well, it's uh, I. I have my up days, my down days. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but let's see now that he's got his squad. <clears throat> but I mean, of all, on top of a squad. I mean, how did you? How did you find the team then? I mean, we'll we'll go into I suppose the, the start and how that sort of came across. But were any surprises there? Any? Um, 
I wouldn't say surprises. Like I've seen a few different types. Like, I've seen obviously the, the lineup, but in terms of the actual formation, we were playing. Some people say it was like a four-three-three. Some people say it was like a four-one-four-one. Um, I thought the thing is, like, I think defensively, Gabriel fantastic to have him back. Absolute rock. Mm. Uh, Tommy Yasu, it just fits in instantly. I know it's early days. Yeah, really, really like him. Tierney, we know what he he brings. Ben White, the jury's out. I think because because we've paid so much for him, there's that instant sort of pressure. I think if he'd have come in for 20, 25 million, you sort of go, give him time. You know, you've got to bear in mind that he's played with Leno, he's played with Ramsdale, he's played with uh, Marie, you know, he's played with Gabriel. Like, he, he mm. you know, he hasn't sort of kind of had a time to sort of settle in with like a solid sort of back four. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I thought Pai was good throughout the game. You know, it's always, I think, um, him over Jacker every day of the week. Um, you know, I hope you're not a Jacker fan. <laughs> no, well, I'm a, I'm a, okay. what, what would I say I am about Granite Jacker? I think I'm a Granite Jacker sympathizer, Granite but I'm not a, not a Granite Jacker enthusiast. I think that's the best way to, to put it. I think he's both underrated and overrated in certain sections of fans. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what I should, what I should have said is, um, you know, having him back in that in that midfield, like it just the presence he brings, yeah. it, it, I just feel a lot more at ease with him there. Um, my big my biggest concern with Arsenal, I don't know if you'd agree with this, is just going forward, we don't create enough chances. We just don't. Like, yeah, I know we had thirty shots against Norwich. We had thirteen against Burnley, but how many clear cut chances do we actually create? And it was a big issue last season. You know, Bamiang's not firing. Saka and Smith mm. are young. They're going to have off days. You know, that, that's to be expected because they're still following their way. You know, Pepe, you know, he's hot and cold. And of the Odegaards, you know, just come back in the mix. So it's difficult, isn't it? What, how, how, what would you say about the lineup? So the lineup, yeah, I mean, it was a surprise. So whether it was 4 1 4 1, we've merged into that 4 3 3, probably more so in the second half. But what I was really happy about was that Odegaard and Emil Smith Rowe were together. So I guess that goes on to your point about how we ended up not making chances, because to be honest, I thought this was going to be a bit of a change, a bit of like a turn in the tide and that maybe this is now Mikel Arteta's made his platform. He's got the players he wants. He's had very positive defensive structures. Historically, we've had a bit of a poor start to season excuses. We had yada, yada, yada. We all know, we all know. Um, But really he's kind of developed this structure um, you know, from three at the back to um, the four three two one, four two three one, I should say, um, and now he clearly wants to play that four three three. So I thought having those central players with Party as the sort of more defensive, and then Erdegaard and Emil Smith Rowe would be really exciting. Um, it just didn't pay off in this game. I mean, look, defensively we we were outrageous, but I guess if we if we go through the game a little bit, the the lack of adventure was really amplified. I think in the first half we. It was just boring. It was really boring. It was like we've got these attack this attacking talent of Abamyang, Smith, Rowe, Saka, Pepe, Odegaard, and Party being able to play those incisive passes to these people to occupy and get through these central spaces, which has been typically like a really hard thing to do for us. And it it just seemed like it was flat. And I think I guess there's an individual um excuse in the sense that Burnley away is always a bit like that we never go in there and no team really goes there and just blows away the the team immediately they're a very physical difficult side to break down typically they play their 4-4-2 um with their big strong championship level players uh who very just like school, to get elbow it? yeah this is it's just your Sean Dyche team oh he was such a smug little so-and-so man. I'm so <laughs> glad he's gone um so um so so it was really disheartening to us. I, and if we sort of keep on that point and just get throughout the game, I think, look, I mean, Saka looked, you know, emotionally and mentally a bit done. And I think he just needs that extra bit rest. Mm. However we give him that, I don't know. Just maybe bring him on the sub a couple of times. Maybe, I don't know if I could bring myself to leave him out of a match day squad, but um, he, he so needs a refresh. Mm. No, I think having the World Cup and then like last season was so intense with the COVID break and, I think he's just knackered, isn't he? And he's so yeah. young. Exactly. I mean, he's only just had his 20th birthday. I mean, you know, God knows what I was doing at that age, but it was not playing umpteen games a week. Like, um, a lot I'm, of I'm It certainly is. And people have really picked him up naturally because he's so good. But when you do have the, the youth that we've got, 
it's it's always going to happen. These players are going to take dips, and he's had such an emotional summer. It's going to be really, it's going to take something and some good man management to bring him round. And um, we're going to have to do something there. And I do think we've got some some relative depth at that point. Um, you know, we we've got the option to play a Millsmith role on the left. We've got Pepe there. Martinelli can come on and do more than just the job um, and at least share some time. So I think that's something we could do. But um, I've, I find myself saying about, and this is to do sort of the lack of chances that we're creating, like you say. Um, yeah, I kind of just feel that there was a few times where we were nearly in. And I find myself, every time I do these podcasts, every time I watch a match and I really look at the chances we're getting, we never pepper the goal. It's always a, Oh, if we just got that pass. Oh, we were so close to having a chance. And it was like, our shots on target are always relatively low. But there are so many times where the pass before is really close, which isn't an excuse because that is not good enough. That's like, it's pretty poor, actually. Um, Because remember the days we used to pepper it, but maybe we don't have the players to do it. But I don't agree with that. I kind of think we do. Um, I think we've got a good attacking talent there. And now that we've got even the likes of Lokonga, uh, party and Odegaard being able to play that through the middle. I, th- I think there's hope there. Um, maybe Mikel Arteta's the man to do it. Maybe he's not. Where do you think we could get more chances from? Um, it's, it's difficult because I think you've hit the nail on the head there in terms of like when you talked about a lineup and saying like we've got a lot of attacking players, like we were very top heavy and these players are very experienced and you, you expect. I feel like where where we sort of fall short is, is like you said, it's that final ball. You know, it's that mm. instead of sort of playing that that risky pass that you know it might it might you know it might come off, it might go out. We always kind of opt for the sideways ball, and I think like one thing I've noticed is, like, is we don't really have anyone who drives at players anymore. Like we mm. miss that Alexis Sanchez who will pull to that position because he will go to someone and someone will have to come out and, and it creates opportunities. It's like what um, Jack Grealish does, did for Villa and does for Man City and we haven't really got that. I feel like Emerson Smith Rowe is probably our best player at doing that but mm. once again, you know, we can't be putting, we can't rely on these kids. You know, he needs someone like, I don't know, someone, so he needs like an Alexis Sanchez, someone, or Mez Ozil of like yeah. 2016, 17, you know, who's got years of experience who he can sort of play off, not, it's, yeah. So, so I think, I think in terms of going forward, I think we need, I just think we just, I know we spent a lot of money, but we're probably just lack. I think maybe it's, it's, it's about just giving it time because we have got a mm-hmm. very young squad. Um, I don't want to say we need to invest. I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say we need to bring anyone in. Um, I think, I think we're, where we probably do fall short is at front. I said, um, mm. I said in the sermon, like, I thought we needed a striker. I think Aubameyang and Lacazette are past their best. But then you could argue, were they getting enough you know, opportunities given to them? So I, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. And then you could argue, is it the manager? You know, is it the style of play? Yeah. There's 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 a lot of different questions. Like I said, <laughs> I'm no task place, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting, though. It is, I mean... There is the manager to blame, but then I think that Pepe, Aubameyang, Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka were all really wasteful this this weekend. And I thought, by the way, I thought Erdogan was electric. I thought some of the passing and the way he could get players in to these positions to put the ball in. So it was almost like the, the, the pass before what would be an assist. God, he was so good. It was honestly reminded me of some of Ozil's best days, some of the work he was doing. Um, and obviously the goal. He's, he's a great just think, He is. I think, he really... I think people have really like, underplayed that. Like 35 million. What, what, Steel, what a piece mate. of business. Like firstly, like, firstly, the quality. Secondly, the biggest thing for me is that if you sign a player, you never, ever, ever really know, no matter how good they are, you know, your Shevchenko's, yeah. Uh, who else has been a flop? Probably has been a few at Chelsea, actually. The Torreses and all oh, that sort of jazz, right? Yeah. Great players, world-class, best players on the planet at that point. Flopped, right? There's never a guarantee. We've just had one of the one of the best players we've signed in a long time on loan as a try before you buy and still got him <laughs> for just 35 million. So we knew it was working. We knew it fit in the system. Mm. And we knew he loved it. It was brilliant. Unbelievable business. So um, It is great business. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. Like He's no Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. No, but, I know. Uh, no, but um, do you know what I mean? Like, we haven't got that. In the early days of like kind of early 2000s, we've always, and then when we had the Ozil, Sanchez here, we always had those sort of players that kind of would get us out of 
know, when we were in the mud, they'd always pull us through games. And I do feel like we haven't necessarily got those guys anymore. Just because I think we are a very inexperienced team. Um, I don't know. I, I, I personally feel like we it comes down to Mikel Arteta and just having an inexperienced manager. I sort mm. of look at kind of, I hate to talk about Chelsea because I absolutely despise a lot of them, but bringing <laughs> Tuchel and I mean, look what he's done over there. You know, um, yeah. it, it's, incre- it's, it's frightening what an experienced coach can bring. And I do wonder what, you know, someone else kind of coming in to, to, to this club with this set of players, you know, then, you know, you can maybe open the, the door to Guendouzi again. And so I think that's kind of a terrible waste to have him out mm. there. You know, whether you don't like him or not, I think, you know, he's, he's a real talent. And there's a lot of sort of question marks over that. Um, but, you well, know, there's, um, I think there's a couple of questions on Arteta. So should we, from the second half, we could really thrash it out and have a little... Yeah summary and see whether or not just so we can maybe get through a little bit of the game and then then a couple of the individual performances and then let's go because i am really interested to sort of dive into that because there's so many factors at play from the transfer windows and he's finally got a squad and these bad and good performances and no mm. um but so on i i mean obviously the goal was great probably don't need to go into that too much I mean, it was just unbelievable right great swing of the left peg bosh top corner see you later sean dyche um <laughs> so but i think the one thing I sort of wanted to bring up, I guess, in terms of finally on the attacking point, how much do you think the grass length had to do <laughs> <laughs> with some of the short passing in the final third? So I, you know, we, this the guys in the podcast said we had this discussion, and I said, uh, I said to him like, oh yeah, there was also a pub over the road, and a guy was eating his yorkshire pudding too loudly, and that also affected the players here. <laughs> And I said, you know, the Tesco Express over the road, well, the, more, the, the car park behind it, the cars are too loud. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd buy that. Um, listen, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? I, it's, you know, it, you know, I'm sure, you know, uh, Ty from Arsenal Fan TV. It's like, you know, when he said, yeah, 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 he famously yeah, 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 said like, yeah. that the, the, it was dark. <laughs> oh, God. I, oh. Many years ago, so it's dark, isn't it? <laughs> or, or, or it was raining. <laughs> It just seems yeah. a bit feeble. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not a professional footballer. I, I guess it does play a part in it, but, mm. you know, if it was a one-off, then you could sort of justify it. But the fact that we've been playing quite badly for a considerable amount of time, even like the back end of last season, we weren't particularly convincing. We were having the same conversations about like, you know, what's happened to Bamiyang? You know, we're not creating chances. We, we're desperate for a number 10. And, um, so it feels sort of like we're still there and it's like, okay, Hey, what's this week? You know, it's it, it's maybe a little bit of an excuse, in my opinion. Mm, I I I do find myself, and I think this is because I want Arteta to, to succeed, and I want to like mm. him so much. Oh, of course, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm the same page. And, and and we didn't have that for Emery because he was a terrible communicator. He wasn't very personable, and he couldn't work with the players we had, in, you know, communicatively. Um, so. But when I tell you, you're desperate to find excuses, and I have found myself making like literally hundreds. Um, whether it is the COVID, the not his squad, the um, not his signings, the long grass, um, the late captains I don't know, like I it, there's there's just always something like, and you just like, how many times do we have to do this? And I do find myself thinking there may be another one individually. I think the long grass slash dry grass I've read as well because they didn't water it before the game. You're playing in the Emirates every week. You're playing in the final minute and or one of you know in a breakaway. And because it was always just a short pass, that was the issue. Maybe it was the players I mean, can we blame Arteta? Maybe. Um probably what was the excuse last week I mean, against Norwich, you know, we were pretty we were very average against Norwich. We were very week. average. We we just we got we got a lucky goal. So what was the mm. excuse last week? Because our pitch is immaculate. It's a carpet. So it's true. Um, well, I was in Portugal, mate, so uh, that's probably what happened. I jinxed it by being out there. So anything to do with holiday, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you sound, it was yeah. great, actually, when you, when you introduced your podcast, you mentioned how like, you were in the mood for about a week after City. It reminds mm. me of me. I, I, I just get I get that look when Arsenal lose of, of the missus. <laughs> oh, he's going to be in the mood all week now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I did manage to turn it around, I must say, um, but I did fear the worst. It just... I, the, the issue is, I think obviously the, the friends that we were meeting weren't Arsenal fans either. So, and they were watching. I think it was United at the time, um, 
who they were playing somebody. I can't remember who, but clearly they were winning and it was just like, oh, I can't bother with this. Sorry, that's me. Um, I think it was the weekend Ronaldo came back as well. Mate, you just yeah. got to laugh. I, he's got to laugh. If you don't laugh, take you'll it. cry. You exactly. just, I just take it now and I go, yeah, we're not very good. What, I'll, I'll still support him. Although I you saw know? Albinio, Albinio on Twitter said that there has been twice in history when um, players, uh, sorry, teams have lost three games in a row and then gone on to win the league. Not since the 1920s, but it has happened twice. So uh, here's hoping. And if we did, I did hear on the Ask cast, if you get, if we win every game, we get 105 points, which is going to win us the league for sure. Um, so any thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> every, oh, we'll, we'll win every remaining game 1-0. <laughs> I think they said that on the Arsgast as well. God, imagine. I can't see us um, scoring more than 50 goals this season. No. I, just, I just can't see us scoring goals. I think something's going to click. And I was born with this terrible disease called optimism. Um, and I have a feeling things are going to click. And we'll get into that in a minute, I guess. But just finally on the game then. So um, defence, let's go. So Tommy Asu, great signing. Ramsdale, unbelievable signing. Um I am looking at Gabrielle coming back. I'm getting very excited. Obviously, Tierney's Tierney. Ben White, I know you said jury's out for me. He looks like he's settling defensively, and I think it's fine to say the jury's out, but I really want to sort of make a point to say, let's give him a positive jury to be out with because he's still young. It's not his fault the tagline is, the tag, sorry, the tag price, the price we paid for him um, is a lot. Um, even though that's always going to be sort of weighted on his shoulders, I think. He's clearly got a lot of talent. I think defensively he seemed to be pretty good apart from one or two hairy moments passing with the long grass. Um, <laughs> I thought defensively he was pretty good. Weirdly, offensively, I thought he was pretty poor. Um, but it seemed like we know he's good at that anyway, so I'm not too worried about that. It could well have been an off day. We know for years that he's good at that. It's the defensive stuff we're a bit concerned about. But with Tommy Asu and Gabriel next to him as the enforcers, do you think it looks like it could be a really good balance? Yeah, I think so. And and they're all very young as well, which is exciting. Mm. And and you sort of want that kind of togetherness, especially with Ramsdale behind them. Um, I don't know. In the, you know, you saw, there was a few pictures circulating in like, it's, yeah, Twitter and Instagram for the game of like them together. And it does feel like that real sort of kind of, um, yeah, togetherness, like a real, a real close bond. Mm. Um, you know, because I, I do, I feel like, like Callum Chambers... Rob Holding, they should, these guys, I don't, Kazanach, I don't know how they're still at the football club. These are Wenger players that should have been gone a long time ago. The mm. fact that Chambers was was playing right back and Kazanach started at City was just, but, yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't. Mental. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The less said about it, the better. It just leaves yeah. you sort of speechless. Um, so yeah, yeah but it's, it's like, there's just the mind blowing thing about that is that this is a player that you were literally trying to shift. You were trying to pay to get rid of a couple of days before that game. And you start him at City. You start him <laughs> at City. <laughs> Even though Pablo Marie's been terrible, we know, like, at least he's a player you're kind of holding on to. Put Tierney in at left centre-back. Anything. Just I not... Put me uh, in. Over, over put me in. Honestly, you had done a bad job. Honestly, like, it was... And not that it matters, but it, it what what really angered me was how soft all their goals were. They were so oh. soft. Like... They weren't even very good. Um, but I must admit, go. I've not seen the last one yet. I, I just, it. I gave just, up. Yeah, it, it's not that Champions League final. I will never watch that the highlights of that game ever again. No. Um, but no, yeah, it, it, it's. I think it's 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 it is quite exciting. Um, I, I and we've been we've been like, like what? Yeah, like I th- I do agree with what you're saying. Like, and I said before, like I think like if we if we'd have paid less for him, there wouldn't be that expectancy. But because We've paid a lot more. I don't know, I don't necessarily think it's Arsenal fans. I think it's the press, the media, who go, yeah. oh, look at Arsenal. They've spent 50 minutes player. He's made a few mistakes. And, and it's sort of, they love to sort of talk that up and kind of focus on the negatives over than the positives. Um, but also, you know, he's English. And you know, it's like with, with English footballers, they always, they, they always put an extra 10, 15 million. You always pay like a premium. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I agree. But, it is what it is. I think I'd, I'd much rather have him there than Marie um, Chambers or uh, Holding mm. or any of that, you know, or Kalasinac for that matter. <laughs> I know. Well, the thing the thing is with, with Ben White is you have taken to factors, all sorts of factors when there's a transfer happening, right? There's the 
whether or not the club want to sell him, what nationality is, i.e. is he English, um, the age, um, the potential, um, what players we can get, whether they want to come or not. So like people saying, oh, we got Varane for this and you got Ben White for this. It's like, yeah, but even if we paid 100 million, we wouldn't have got Varane. But that's the 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 the, the completely different values at different points, and you know the, how the much we we'll get. Mm. Sorry, I, I feel no, like that's it, really. I feel like let's say we end, let's say we, like we end up bought Ben White. Let's say Chelsea had gone in for him, they got him for sixty million or fifty-five million. Mm-hmm. All the Arsenal fans would be kicking ourselves, saying, "Oh, typical Arsenal, we've missed out again. We've not put yeah. the money up. We put the money up." And then people complain. So you can't oh. win, can you? Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, listen, he's no Pascal Seagon, but he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the absolutely, the, the, the bald eagle himself. Bald eagle. Oh, he was great. Um, what what a time to be alive watching Pascal Seagon play with oh, out the Champions okay. League. We used to shout, Pascal! Pascal! <laughs> at the back! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Still, they were better times. They um, were better times. All righty, look, so overall... Um, Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good day out. Physical, already more points against Burnley than we had last season. Hashtag progress. Um, who, who was your man of the match? Oh, it's got to be Gabriel for me. Oh, you've um, stolen mine. You've stolen oh, mine. Okay. How dare you? you Go on. No, it's fine. I'll it's, do this one. Uh, I'll do this one. Give me... <laughs> that was my second one as well. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, go on. Why Gabriel? Right, was, We're on the same. Impressive. I just, I just like him. He's just a mm. bit of a beast, isn't he? Um, I kind of get that kind of Colo Torre, Sol Campbell, that powerhouse. I like him, strong leader. I think, you know, he'd be, he'd be definitely a kind of a captain material. We talk about Kieran Tierney. We all would love mm. that, but he's a, he's in there, man. I, I like him. And I, I don't know, it just, I just feel like, you know, there's certain players in the team, if he's always like, okay, I yeah. feel more confident, you know, and... He just brings that sort of that, those good vibes, and it's uh, yeah, it's good. It's nice to have him back in the team because he was out for quite a while, wasn't he? He was out for most yeah. of the summer. Yeah, he's not uh, remember what injury was. Is it calf or something like that? I can't remember. I have but, no idea. Um, well, you, well, you you can do Gabriel as well. You know, God, you can do, we, do do we can do the same. We'll do it together. We'll do it together. It'll be great, and we'll both do Ramsdale. Um, because actually, to be fair, we haven't mentioned him enough, and he deserves a mention. Um, so yeah, Gabriel. I mean, look, I mean, you said it already. He's a beast. He is energetic, he's strong, he's tall, he's athletic, he's quick. He's um, just a bit of a force of nature. And he's, uh, we forget that we still got him when he was like 22. He's now 23, mm. I think, am right I'm saying? And he's still so young. And um, he's pro- his English is probably better. He's um, just got the right mentality. And I think he, we really missed him. But what did scare me about that is what happens if we lose him again? Him, if we lose him or t- if we lose him or Tamiya, Tomiyasu, maybe this comes up in the questions, I'm not sure, but like what happens? Because I think Ben White's ability goes down a little bit because he mm. hasn't got that strong sort of enforcers next to him, which I think both Tomiyasu and Gabriel are really. Dare I and say then, we mm. bring William Saliba back? <laughs> oh, God. I'd love to know. Oh, we, mate, it's, me it's, too. A, it's we're all sort of going. Kalasnach is still at the club. Chambers holding, but oh, Saliba, mate. no, no, he ain't good enough. Uh, and this is another excuse I find myself giving to Arteta, which I actually don't believe anymore. But maybe it's one of those things that they're just like, would that be bringing him into a circus where he's going to set up to fail and he won't get there? I I don't believe that anymore. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he should be getting minutes with us. But um, alrighty, note on Ramsdale then. This is all round pretty solid, wasn't he? Um, yeah. It's very like I said, like, like, like yeah, like about the like, that's about the Norwich games. Very quite commanding, very in control. Um, you know, even with the penalty, he was like, nah, straight away, like, nah, it's not a penalty. And I just touching up on VAR, very impressed with how the referee dealt with that. It was very fast. Like he literally within moments went to the screen. No, it was no messing mm. around, no argy bargy. Like yeah, that's not a penalty. Game. I thought I thought yeah. they dealt with it really well. I completely agree. I completely agree. Mainly because it went our way. Um, which is the most important thing. (laughs) Uh, And I I actually, I wrote some uh, headlines, which I'm going to put on the what we learn in a minute, but um, uh, more likely headlines than what we saw. Um, Granite Xhaka goes full season without any red cards. Um, Spurs win trophy. Um, Pigs can fly. Those are three uh, headlines that I saw more likely than us winning a VAR decision, um, especially against Burnley. 
I love those. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I, I, I was I was impressed, and I, I was pretty confident that it would have to be the worst decision to overturn it should it have been overturned. But no, fair play. I mean, I I, I was just so. Firstly, that was great. Secondly, he was so strong and so decisive and and just really keen. I don't know if that's like a thing you can measure, but he was just so excited to play and alert and just proactive. I guess when you compare that to Leno, and it's hindsight's a wonderful thing because Leno does some really good things as well, like a lot of shot stopping. But I'm kind of done with his now that I've seen what kind of how, how proactive I think Ramsdale can be and how dominant the area can be, I think you always feel a little bit nervous with Leno when I'm done with his sort of he'll pass it to someone out the back and it's always then that extra that person he's passed to's fault mm. for something why it goes wrong and then it leads to an error in the goal and there was a good like sort of comparison going around Twitter remember last year against Burnley passed it to Xhaka Xhaka smacked was, it at, you, oh, you know dang. you remember but there was a very similar scenario same, same setup Leno passes it to Xhaka and it's just his arms are down he's just watching him this time Ramsdale passes to Partey and he's absolutely screaming at Partey with a pointing finger saying, get it out that way. Partey makes the pass. I mean, obviously Partey's better than Xhaka. Oh, was it yeah, him? We don't that. know. Good. Like, little it, things, isn't it? I also think he things. fits like, mm. the age profile of that, that whole back line. Mm. And it's sort of like, it's sort of, they're in it together. There's that real togetherness, which we, which I don't think we've always had, you know, and I think that's what we sort of need to move on a lot of the Deadwood to sort of, you know, you know, like Willian, you know, he's gone now, but there's things like that last season where, like, mm. you'd be like, so we've got Willian here, but then you don't want to get doozy. I'm going to take us down a rabbit hole. We won't go there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, get doozy. We can go oh, down right. a whole podcast again, doozy. Which, I'm, by the way, I'm actually quite for the decision to get rid of him. I think he was a bit of a nightmare. And, um, but I, Yeah, he probably was. I didn't think he was that good either. Like, he was quite promising, but definitely no, no more than that. Like, no. I didn't... Like, I'd definitely sort of rather have Lukonga. Yeah, no, absolutely. He was in that clique of sort of bad eggs with Mustafi. Mm. And and Ash. <laughs> yeah, and they were just sort of, you can tell mm. they were definitely, you know, they all sort of come out on social media, don't they? And like, they kind mm. of made little jives and say, yeah, we, don't, we definitely don't want that, do we? You're probably right. No. But I just think, you know. I'm always right, mate. That's yeah. what you need to know. <laughs> That's okay. It's my podcast. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's right, go on my podcast and then we can... Uh, and then I'll be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you did you did you have a dick of the day? I've got I've got a couple actually. Is or we only allowed one? You could go. No, you can. Uh, what I like to do is I like to do a couple, but I, I give a second place or third place, and then go up okay. to first place. Um. So go on. Who's who's so, who's your second place one? Okay, so my second place one is. So I sort of snuck a beer to my seat and the steward had a right old go at me. <laughs> so it's a oh, Burnley, no. the Burnley steward. I always do it. I'm terrible. I always put a jacket. <laughs> it's a Burnley steward had a go at me when I got to the ground. He went, oh, you're not allowed to be in the seat. And oh, I said, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so here's my number two. Um, and number one, am I allowed to go to one or do we go to your number two? And then we do number one uh, together. Good, good question. Good question. Um, okay. Well, this is a bit of a belated dick of the day uh but and this is why it's the second place because it doesn't really count but i just wanted to say because i haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks gary neville right made a comment about that and uh, he he's a bit of a bit of a pop pundit he'll just go with the flow make a couple of dicey comments and then leave without actually doing any research right that's probably over exaggerated but um he made a comment it was like about arsenal's transfer activity right and he was like i see and Arsenal's patterns of play. It was like, one one of the things, uh, Arsenal don't look like they have a plan. And in the transfer market, I don't see any strategy. And I was like, if you've been watching or literally seen Arsenal for two minutes for any point in the season, you'll know that all they do is try and go out wide and get it in from a Tierney cross. Or their transfer strategy is quite clearly anyone below the age of 23 who's promising <laughs> and can get it quite cheap. That is literally the... It's so painfully clear. Like, painfully as in, like, it's really sad. Like that's something you could take the mick out of. That, that we literally we don't have a plan B. We only have a plan A. Oh, anyway, so I that's needed hilarious. to get that off my chest. That was, that just, was a was, good one. It is I more of a rant of the awesome. day. I thought it was more like match related, but that's that's great. No. It could be anything. Oh, that's good. 
That's yeah. funny. Yeah. No, well, to be fair, my next one is match related, but I just, I just, ugh, that was a rant of the day, maybe. But I like um, it. It's so funny. <laughs> what's, that, what, what's, what's the philosophy? It's quite clear, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Give it to Ernie. Get it in. Miss the goal. Yeah, literally. It's probably <laughs> half the problem, but it is our yeah. sort of only way of, yeah. uh, of trying to score goals. Um, <laughs> so my number on, one, I'd say that it's like, I'd say it's the Burnley fans who were throwing, they were throwing fucking shit over. And they were yeah, throwing I, what, literally no I would yeah I was in the middle and mm. yeah just, I could just I don't really know they would just stuff was just flying over right at the end of the game just very random but it was all like because there was like a barrier between and it's all mm. sort of people leaning over like giving it the big but knowing full well there's like a good two metres between them and the other person yeah kind of fighting with like an invisible man like yeah come on then it's, uh, it's a bit my dad's cringe. bigger than your dad yeah literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah there's my dick of the day. I okay. got time for that sort of nonsense of football. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, just people at people at the Burnley ground, right? It's just um yeah, fair play. Sound I think they can all just combine. I think the Burnley experience, you know, that could become the, the various dicks of the single day. <laughs> um I uh okay, well mine actually goes weirdly to um a lot of people, so I'm throwing a lot of dicks around, actually. Okay. But it's kind of a collective Co- Cox dicking. Central. Cox Central. So, firstly, a lot of a lot of ourselves, so Arsenal fans in the Twitter sphere, um, and then the media like Gary Neville, Euroy Keynes, um, for somewhat slating and uh, underestimating our transfer act- activity, because since then, the collective media, including ourselves, by the way, we're, we're all dicks in this situation. Some of us less so than others. Um, but the aforementioned Gary Neville, Roy Keane, et al. certainly is up there. Um, I think really kind of like, I guess, underestimated some of it because the the talent that we've brought in. And I just wanted to sort of say that I think the talent now now has been sort of compared on Sky Sports and Twitters. It's like, oh, who's doing the best? And there's some really good, ana- not a good analysis necessarily, but a lot of complimentary words about your Lukongas, your, your Ben Whites to an extent. Um, Certainly, um, Tommy Asu, Ramsdale for sure. When we were kind of a laughing stock, driven by these people, and, and it's like I just want to say you're all dicks. Um, and I think yesterday was really the day where it showed you we're not that soft belly, underbelly team, which is a really outdated comment, which I'm sure I've heard repeated quite a number of times in the last couple of days. Like we can do the physical stuff; it's the other stuff we may not be good at. <laughs> so I just want to say. You know, f you. Both <laughs> so sports, you're all yeah, you're all, yeah, exactly. So here's a question for you, actually. Mm. Um, did you switch on Twitter? There was did you see that big debate um, last week after Arsenal beat Norwich? Mm. That there was a big because I think Arsenal posted a video of a fan walking into the ground. Yeah, and she wore basically was like knocking it, and then there was a huge debate about well, if you don't go to games, you're not a fan. But I get up at three in the morning, so I'm a proper fan. There was I don't know mm. if you saw if you missed I it. Saw, it, was, honestly, saw it. I didn't really entertain people it. Just, yeah. People, yeah, no, I, I just mm. I thought it was just banal. Like we haven't got like it was sort of like well, Arsenal have won, so we can't argue about that. So let's argue amongst ourselves. Yeah, that's so true. We're a funny uh, fan base of people. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, well, they can be a dick of the day because, quite frankly, you if you if you're prepared to spend any time investing your own time in Arsenal in any capacity, wherever you are in the world. Particularly when, um, you know, I've got a red membership again. I renewed it this year, and um, you know, I, I, any any tickets I'm looking at for a Premier League game is 145 quid minimum. It's a joke, you know. That's disgusting. I, they're pricing out any good fans, you know. Not not to say that the ones that can afford it aren't, you know. Obviously, like, but um, if you're spending your time, you're you're a fan. You you support it in whichever way you want to, and yeah, uh, yeah. People just need to have a day off, so. Yeah, get, you're getting up. You're getting up at three p three a.m. for 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 Burnley away. Tip my hat to you, mate. You're probably more of a fan than the people going up to Burnley. It was an eight-hour round trip. They were back in bed. I was trying to get home. <laughs> True, they they probably sitting there having beans on toast. No, oh, I know it's just, I'm but you know, joking. they they need they need they need to have a day off. But it's the Twitter sphere. I try to. Try to stay out of it. Yeah, but, um, I, I don't. I don't really say much on Twitter. I'm more of like I post pictures. Mm. You can't argue with a picture. Nice pictures. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just stay yeah. Stick to that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, you know what they say. Um, picture says a thousand words, but a tweet says 142 characters. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Um, Alrighty, got a couple of questions then, mate. Um, then. We've been going, how long have we been going for? I mean, you know, probably about an hour, maybe. Mm. Um, let's, let's just do a couple then. So, um, this is interesting. There's a couple here. So, on the Ramsdale Leno out thing. So, IZUMX14. Isamix says, where is Leno? I really missed him. And Niklaus says almost the opposite. So Niklaus 416 says, Leno out, Ramsdale in. What do you think about the North London score and who do you play? Um, plus he goes on to ask another one about sort of the January transfer market, but we'll stick to the Leno-Ramsdale debate. So, and someone else, what was it? I am Daniel 305 says Leno or Ramsdale. Where do you sit on that? It's difficult. Um, I don't think there's like 10 questions about this. <laughs> I don't think yeah. Leno's necessarily done anything wrong. I think it's just sort of been building over a long period of time where he's made a lot of sort of little mistakes here and there. We know he's not very good with his feet. Um, you know, I think, you know, it wasn't, I think we all sort of, well, when we saw Martinez, there was that big debate of why we started Martinez, should we sold Leno? And Oh, I don't know. I, I, mm. Honestly, I, I don't really know where I stand in. Like, I, I just want a keeper who's solid. And if Ramsdale's going to do a job, like, I'm not partial to either, but I definitely sort of like the sort of setup having the kind of that backfire we saw against Burnley. Um, and I think Lennon, I think Lennon will be gone at the end of the season anyway. So if you're going to look long term as well, let's let's play our man who's going to be here in two, three years' time. Yep. Um, I couldn't agree more. Really, I think it's it's Ramsdale's place to lose I saw things that I really liked about Ramsdale that I haven't liked about Leno and uh pure personal preference but I think it's his to lose now um you know I guess the big question is who I'd play against the FC Wimbledon because that's probably I I think I'd genuinely probably play Leno yeah Yeah. I mean maybe maybe we just stick to Aaron Ramsdale and just keep the momentum going and get him in the Emirates and nighttime game and all that sort of stuff and just keep keep the momentum I wouldn't be surprised though, like if Leno played against Tottenham. Like if if that mm. happened, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Arteta. He's so unpredictable. Like if he just decided to go, hold him back in, Leno back in. Um, yeah, Tommy Asu, you're out, mate. <laughs> Chambers, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, Chambers, have your day. Go on. Um, I mean, yeah, we yeah. This play against. I'll tell you what I want to see. Charlie Patino. Patino. Is that his name? Patinto. There's a under. 18's kid playing for the 23's at the moment who has basically been lauded as this next he's better than Jack Wilshire sort of thing oh, wow. um, he's and I've seen some some obviously very complimentary highlights uh, from on YouTube and uh, he looks very very tasty um, so let's see um, but yeah right that game. <laughs> you what are you going to that's some serious knowledge that's what the, that's what the podcasters is. want they that's want what this. That, these, the they want these facts and figures Charlie Patino goals and skills on YouTube, mate. Just do it. Honestly, he looks he looks class. He looks like are something you, else. Are you going um, to Wimbledon? Are you? Yeah, going to AFC Wimbledon. Nice. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, That'd be good. Yeah, I think you know, relatively cheap tickets. I think there's still tickets. So if anyone's listening, still want to go, get yourself down. It's like between ten and fifteen down. quid. Um, so already, let's do one more question. I'm sorry, we said we were going to do. Arteta. Let's should we finish on some Arteta? Because to be honest, everyone is literally just asking about Ramsdale. <laughs> no. uh, there's a few about actually just a quick one of these. Did you see the the propaganda in Arteta ask Mikel interview? So when there was a there was a Twitter thing that Arsenal did right. Oh, just talk about shooting yourselves in the foot. So Arsenal, I don't know if you saw they didn't ask Mikel, um, but they so everyone asked loads of questions with the hashtag. The questions they chose were from fake profiles that the Arsenal PR team had made. Wow. I know. So, I mean, look, ultimately, this is going to be, you know, a storm in a teacup. But, <laughs> like, it's really... What they wanted to happen was they wanted Arteta to say certain things and thought it would be a good, fun format to do it in. And they had questions lined up. Fine. They That's got people terrible. involved. It's just a bit thick. It's no more than that. Like, it's not like some conspiracy which loads of people are saying. Like, it's literally just trying to get Arteta to say a load of things, but it is so dumb. Um, that, that, I guess that, that completely fell under the radar. I can't believe that. Maybe yeah. they removed it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I maybe. Was, that, oh, was, was, that, was that last week? 
Yeah, it's last week. I, was, I didn't know that. I have to, I'll have to have a look. Give it a look, mate. Give it a look. Um, you did just drop out there for a minute, so I'm not sure what you said. But yeah, it, <laughs> I'm not sure if we picked Sorry. that up. But it's all good. No, it's all good, mate. It's my internet. It's terrible. Um, all right, let's go for it. I'll tether in. I'll tether out. I'll tether shake it all about. Okay, I'll give you my five pence, and then, and then uh, you can disagree with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay. What what it comes down to, um, we 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 want our to be competitive again, and. You know, it really comes down to that. It comes down to you know, nothing is a given. No team has a divine right to win trophies. I appreciate that. But, you know, we are, you know, a giant of a football club who should be competing at least. We, should, we need to be competitive. And I just can't see us ever being competitive to the levels that we want to be under Mikel Um mm. You know, and I, I just think, you know, it, 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 it takes tremendous courage to, become, to take the job on that he did. But let's be honest, he put the cones out at Man City for a couple of years, you know. Yeah. Didn't, it, it was, it, we should never have given him the job. Um, I just think, could be could be the right manager, just the wrong time. I think he needs to go out and do, you know, spend five, six, maybe 10, 15 years managing, you know, different uh, clubs, you know, different leagues, whatever. I think it's just too big a job for him. Uh, and I think people talk about, you know, it's a process or a project, but it's like, Football's in fast moving sport, and we're getting left behind. Mm. Uh, you know, you look at Chelsea, cutthroat. You know, we all mock what they're doing, but it it works. I think we we've become sort of obsessed with this idea of Wenger in terms of, oh, we have to still want the club for years and years and years. And I don't really necessarily think that's how it goes anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 like I like Mikel Arteta, and I'd love it to work out, but I think he's been the job a long time now, and I, and I just I think you know he's got the signings he wants, but I think. What I'm seeing on the pitch just isn't good enough, you know. And would you and sack players... him tomorrow? Mm, who'd you bring in though? That's 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 kind of what I was going to counter with, right? I mean, if you if we really I mean, are wrong, to... like, I, mean, yeah. I see it from both sides. Like I see it like this, but I'm also like like you, like yeah, it's not as easy as saying mm-hmm. someone else will fix the problem overnight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think I you think should have it... gone in last season, personally. I think, I think when we finished eighth last season, it was not good enough at all. And I think you should have gone. Well, that's it. I mean, if 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 you wanted to sack him, it needed to be the end of last season or at the end of December last year. It, you, you couldn't have had any excuses. Um, I have a sneaky feeling that, that Mikel Arteta is going to be a world-class manager. Where he does that, jury's <laughs> out. Um I think he's, you know, he's been moulded by Pep. He's got a bit of charisma. He's a very good communicator. Um, And he's got a few ideas. That's all he's got. I think Pep Guardiola would have done a very similar job at Arsenal with the same budget and the same... I think he would have done a bit better, but not much better. He's an elite manager in the sense that he can only really manage the best teams. Like he's not going to scrap a, scrap a win if he's managing Burnley, is he? Pep Guardiola. He's going to try and set a system. He needs his own players. I think one thing I I've come to the conclusion here with with Arteta, he's not a he's not a now manager in the sense that if he's given a set of players, he won't be able to do necessarily a great job with them. Even though that's exactly what he did when he first came in, um, that tended to be figured out quite quickly. It was very defensive. We got a few good results. We won the cup. Brilliant. Since then. He couldn't get the best out of the players we've got, so it's become right. Okay, well we've 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 got Mikel Arteta. Let's go and give him the players he's got to show him what he's good at. Whether that should have happened or not, I don't know. Maybe we should have got someone to, um, to to come in and get the best out of the players we've got. However, I also am quite excited about the idea about giving what who could be a very good manager the players he's got. Now he's got for the first time ever the players that he's wanted, who look very exciting, very young. Um, and what I'm really thankful for of Arteta, whether he stays, whether he goes, is I think he's done a very, very, very good job of getting the club to believe in him, getting the fans to believe in him for a long time, enough to get a young, exciting squad built. Now, what happens in the next 10 games, 15 games, and if Arteta goes, he goes, like, whatever. He's got the club and has been happy enough to get the club into a certain position whereby 
whatever manager comes in next is going to be in a good place. He's got good players to work with because not a lot of managers would have stuck around with the owners we've got, with the merry-go-round board we've got, with the the fans at points, with the like tantrum players, the gutting out of the culture and trying to get rid of those crappy little players and mm. really, really taking us through a transition that we're now sort of at that surface of where we're kind of starting with the team we want. And um, I'm kind of thankful that he's done that. And I think he's a very good manager for it. Firstly, because no one else is going to take him because he's very new. So he's not going to be poached. Um, and secondly, I guess, because he's so young that he kind of, he knew this was a big job and he was always going to stay. And we needed that. So, and now that he's got the money, we may as well see whether or not he's going to be the manager we think he can be for however long. Look, he's not going to last 10 games if he's going to lose five of those, right? He's not going to last whatever. But um, if he goes, there's a hell of a squad that he's he's really put together um, for whoever comes next. So, so I'm quite happy either way, which I appreciate is very sitting on the fence, E. But it's a safe answer. But I, I, I think there are things that he's done to the club outside of points that I think he's done very well at. Um, and I am keen to see whether or not that can translate to points with the players he's got. You, you have to sort of think like the club has spent a hell of a lot of money this summer. They've backed. Mm. That's it's make or break time. If you don't back, if you don't get back into Europe after spending this amount of money, mm. I think you'll be out the door. Like I, I do think you make some really good, good points. I think the, 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 you know, it's bigger than Mikel Arter in terms of the issues at the club. It comes down to the owners, the running, you, know, you look at our sort of transfer policy over the recent years, kind of buying at the wrong time, spend, overspending, letting players' contracts run down, giving big contracts out. It's been a real mess. Mm. Um, and then, like, you know, I think that, I think Arsene Wenger probably stayed on way too long. We all sort of, you know, the last kind of two or three years of Wenger, he was sort of hanging on. And, and I think that plays a big part in in where we're at, you know, it kind of, because it was a big job for Uno Emery. We probably didn't give him enough time. So, there are like there are a lot of you know big factors in that. Um, my just big concern is I, I just don't think we're ever going to get back to being competitive under him in the next yeah. year. I mean, ultimately we're getting like, we're, we're we're getting left behind, um, and you know it's we we used to complain about finishing you know finishing fourth every season. Well, we're not even there anymore. Um, you know we I think we're we're five six years away from. If I'm ever going to get, well, who knows? We mm. Liverpool went 30 years without winning the league. We're not far off. 2003, 2004. <laughs> it's, God, I know. It's scary how, how, you know, how time moves so fast. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, 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 listen, look, I, I'm not like one of these people who's like banging on a drum saying I'll take her out when he's disgraceful. I would love him to be successful. I just don't think he will. Um, just because I think he needs to go out and learn his craft a bit more. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I think that's a, it's a fairly, it's a really good argument and something that I kind of wish he'd gone and done first before we got him. Um, let's see, let's see how he does. I don't, th- I, I tend to agree. I, I'm not sure he'll last the season. Um, I don't think the fans will let it if it gets bad enough, but I think Tottenham's going to be a big game. I mm. think it's, um, it's really, really, really important because if we get the springboard, electric atmosphere and a 3-2 last minute winner and all that sort of jazz and we start playing football and we're scoring some goals and you know then we've got a couple of really good games after that that are quite winnable and then you're looking at a very comfortable table position really I'm mm, considering so I'm who knows we'll go on then Nine, look, we've been speaking for, for a good hour and a bit now we're probably boring people to death so as a, <laughs> as a last thing um uh, score predictions for Sunday. Oh no, I don't do score predictions. For the, I can't. Just dive I into asked, it. I asked this question earlier on, on, on our <laughs> pod, and everyone's went. Ah, oh, no, I'd hate to. Even, I don't know. Both teams are so unpredictable. Um, yeah. <sighs> I'm going to go third, third three nil in a row for Spurs losing. So, oh wow, I would yeah. love that. Um, I would love it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with one nil Arsenal. <laughs> Uh, I, can't, I, I can't see scoring more than one goal. No, <laughs> I, I, I think. Oh God, what am I going to say now? I'm going to go two-one. You know, I think um, Spurs will score, score first. I think we'll win. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I would worry if we went behind. I just, mm. if you look at our record in games, oh, it's bad. Behind, just, 
Yeah, maybe two one. As long as we win, I'll take it. Ooh, I'll take yeah. a ninety-six minute penalty, <laughs> or I'll take scoring in the second minute and holding on for eighty-eight minutes. <laughs> so no, I'll take game it. Where it's sort of like performance out the window. Just win. You win yeah. the game. Just have win you, at all have costs. You, I mean, have, I, you managed, I, have you managed to secure a ticket? Join the podcast. That's that's what um, the listeners want to know. They do. I mean, look, to be honest, I, I actually just asked her to just pause for like whilst I record the podcast. Be but very she careful. Says she is saying, I know, mate, I got too excited. But only do it on, me, only, only do it for the ticket exchange. So it is through the ticket exchange, but okay. it's from Twitter. Mm. <laughs> mm. They can send yeah, they can send you it. Just be careful. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, I'm gonna um uh try and do that then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, mate, thanks so much for coming on and thanks yeah, everyone thank for listening. It's been lovely chatting to you, mate. You have to come on soon. Yeah, we'll do it again. You can, you can come on mine. That's where, that's where I'm always right. That's a, that's a good <laughs> shout. It's a good shout. Okay, and then you can you can lambent, yeah, you can have a go at me for my uh, for my various terrible opinions. No, not at all, mate. You speak a, <laughs> you speak a very good game. So thank you so much, mate. Can't, nice one. All right, mate. Thanks so much again. And uh, thank yeah, you, thanks for listening at home. We'll see you next week after a 10-0 thrashing of Tottenham Hotspur. Oh!